Welcome to the Islam and Liberty Podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to support us, visit islamandlibertynetwork.org. This episode, we have a recording of our 7th International Islam and Liberty Conference, the Islamic Case for Religious Freedom, held in Jakarta. Abbas Merigan, PhD in Sociology of Religion from the University of Cologne and licensed in Islamic Sciences, is a faculty member of the University of Tehran. He has carried out several studies in the field of sociology of Islam as well as the sociology of Islamic countries. He is part of a panel, Muslim and Non-Muslim Relationship, chaired by Dr. Almud Basul. His topic is the jurisprudential principles of equality between Muslims and non-Muslim in Islamic Sharia. He makes many references to his presentation, so I suggest downloading it on our website or you can find them in the show notes. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, my name is Abbas Mehrigan and uh, I want to talk with you about jurisprudential principle of equality between Muslims and non-Muslims in Islamic Sharia. A brief review of uh, Islamic jurisprudence reveals the fact that uh, Muslims and non-Muslims are not uh, equal in Islamic Sharia. This inequality can be seen amongst others uh, in the following cases. Retaliation, besides indemnities, diyat, inheritance, marriage, testimony, judgment, the administration of endowment, preemption right, and guardianship over the Muslim minor. A fundamental question here is, what are the jurisprudential What are the jurisprudential reasons cited by Muslim jurists for issuing these non-egalitarian fatwas? A deep examination of uh, demonstrative jurisprudence uh, showed that uh, ulama of all Islamic uh, schools refer to the following resources uh, for these unegalitarian fatwas. The Quran, Hadith, and ijma, the consensus of Muslim ulama. Uh, the most important verse of the Quran, uh, which is claimed to be the base for uh, these unegalitarian fatwas, is the last part of the verse uh, 141 from the Surah An-Nisa uh, that says, and Allah will give the disbelievers no means of overcoming over the believers. Muslim ulama, have, have been inferred a principle from uh, this verse, which is called the principle of nafya sabil, uh, or the negation of any way. According to this principle, Allah has not legislated any kind of domination of non-Muslims and Muslims. And therefore, the Muslim ulama have issued many fatwas, many unegalitarian fatwas against non-Muslims. The content of the principle of Nafya Sabil is uh, confirmed by several hadiths. For example, in some prominent Islamic books such as Sahih al-Bukhari and Mallayahzuruh uh, al-Faqih, this hadith was quoted uh, by Ibn Abbas from the Prophet that Islam is always superior and not should never be surpassed by anything. And uh, finally, ulama have based their non-egalitarian uh, fatwas on ijma, 
the consensus of Muslim jurists on the unlawfulness of supremacy of non-Muslims and Muslims. However, uh, the existence of a religiously valid consensus uh, is doubtful, and because of this, uh, the claim of consensus uh, is religiously unacceptable. Now, after this uh, brief uh, introduction, it is, come, uh, it is time to introduce the research question. The research question is that, whether there is a jurisprudential basis for the issuing fatwa of equality between Muslims and non-Muslims according to Islamic Sharia. It is necessary to know that uh, the existence of the verse and some hadiths which refer, which refer to an equality between Muslims and non-Muslims uh, does not mean at all that there is no other possibility to issue the fatwa, the, the fatwa of equality between Muslims and non-Muslims. Ijtihad is a dynamic system which has always uh, given ulama the opportunity and the chance to find a solution for challenging topics. Uh, Islamic's, uh, Islamic fiqh contains several and numerous positions in which ulama have presented uh, extraordinary ideas based on their ijtihad and their new understanding and interpretation of the Kitab and Sunnah. The fatwa of equality can base on, in addition to a different and various interpretation and understanding from the verse, can base on some jurisprudential principles among which fiqh uh, al-maslaha is of a great importance. Maslaha, uh, according to Taj uh, al-Arus and Lisan al-Arab, the literal root of maslaha is as-salah, correctness, which is the opposite of decadence or al-mafsada. The principle of al-maslaha is widely discussed in Islamic literature. Now I will briefly review the principle of al-maslaha in various Islamic jurisprudential schools. First of all, Shafi'i school. Al-Ghazali, one of the most important and influential theologians and jurists of Shafi'i Islam, and one of who considered the fiqh al-maslaha, says maslaha means uh, protection of the purposes of religion, or maqasid al-sharia. Regarding to effectiveness, Al-Ghazali divided maslaha into three types. Valid maslaha, or masaleh mu'tabara. Masaleh which sharia has emphasized their necessity or desirability through a particular proof. The second kind. Invalid maslaha, masaleh mulqat, those that are religiously forbidden because there is some proof against them. And masaleh al-mursala, those that have no evidence of validity or in invalidity in sharia. Uh, 
In another classification, Al-Ghazali introduced three categories. Masala uh, in area of necessary affairs. Masala in the area of needs and Masala in the area of preferences. Uh, the purpose of religion from the Al-Ghazali's perspective are these five. To protect the people's religion, life, reason, the sentence, and property. Uh, Al-Ghazali says anything that guarantees the, the preservation of these five principles is called maslaha. And on the other hand, anything that destroys these principles is depravity and its elimination is maslaha. Maliki school. Al-Shatabi, one of the Maliki famous scholars, demonstrates that obviously Sharia has been legislated for whole maslaha of people. Maslaha is something that encompasses the whole of human life, including his ultimate pleasure and his material as well as intellectual desires. Whatever man with it is perfectly convenient. Go back. Okay. Okay. Hanbali School. Uh, Al Tufi, one of the scholars of Hanbali Schools, says Maslaha precedes even the text, Quran, and consensus, interactions, politics, and other secular matters. He says Mujtahids should explain and specify the Nas. Quran and Ijma based on Maslaha. Shia school. Al Muhaqiq al Hilli from Shia school says Maslaha is something which is in harmony with humanity in the pursuit of his disworldly, otherworldly, or both ends, and it is and its result is reaching interest or avoiding losses. From this uh, introduction, we can conclude that what are the maslaha for which, uh, or uh, we can ask this question, what are the maslaha for which the fatwa of inequality between Muslims and non-Muslims can be violated? The answer is to be found in uh, Eliminating the weakness of religion. Vahnaddin, uh, or weakness of religion, means literally to weaken and lose something or uh, someone. And jurisprudentially means to do something that may salt religion. The following cases are enumerated as uh, some ex uh, examples that ulama has referred to uh, as an example of awakening uh, of Islam. The acceptance of inadvertency of the Prophet, that the learned man of God tells people the truth, but they do not accept it, and follow their sensual passion. Uh, 
and to believe that there is no connection between verses of The morning of the day of Ashura with bloody heads and faces. Some Shia people uh, injured themselves in the Ashura for uh, sympathy with Imam Hussein and the Shia ulama said it's a awakening of Islam. And that Muslims in Christian feast eat and behave like Christians. and humiliation of Arab Muslims, employment of Muslims in pig slaughter and in a casino garage, and that Muslim child serve his or her non-Muslim parents. And an interesting example, in the commentary on the Kashf al-Sidr, it, it has been said from Al-Yanabi, that Malik believes it's if someone cut off the tail of a lay person's donkey, he or she must pay only the price of the ampulated organ. But if someone cut off the tail of a judged donkey, he or she must pay the full price of a donkey because this crime vacant the religion. Now, uh, and the issue of inequality between Muslims and non-Muslims. Heretics consider Islam to be injustice. They say that Islam, Huntington said so, Islam, Islamic values are portrayed as inimical to human rights and democratic freedom. Schacht says the, base, uh, the basis of the Islamic attitudes towards, toward unbelievers uh, is the love of war. They must be either converted or subjected, subjected or killed. Islamization become associated with the decline in the equality of the administration of justice. The horrendous behavior toward non-Muslims manifested in Islamic civilization was a direct consequence of the principle laid down in Quran and developed by the Islamic jurists. Al-Sharia is founded on inequality, and the vision of the inequality and lack of humanity of kafirs are the divine teachings of Allah. Kafirs have zero humanity. Having these discouraging uh, judgments about Islam in mind, one can ask Muslim ulama, what are the attitudes, and much more offensive than these, do not make an Islam? cannot these negative views of Islam, which are widely widespread in the whole world today, harm the credibility of Islam in the general public? Are these deeply rooted and increasing unpleasant beliefs about Islam comparable to the above examples of weakness of religion that have been mentioned by ulama, such as cutting off the tail of a jar's donkey? Discussion and conclusion. Uh, now, we can say portraying unjust, uh, an unjust image of Islam that does not equate human beings, vacant religion. The issuing of vacant religion is so significant that nobody can endure it. 
and even some fuqaha have issued the fatwa of wujub al-ayni obligatory to every major Muslim for jihad to eliminate it. And therefore, protecting Islam from trade with the fatwa of equality between Muslims and non-Muslims is the primary duty of Muslim And the principle of maslaha provides ulama with a jurisprudential foundation for issuing the fatwa of equality between mankind. Thank you for your attention. And that's all we have for this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a like or a comment wherever you like. It would really help us out. And if you want to explore more on the Muslim case for freedom, visit islamandlibertynetwork.org. You can also support us through a donation button on the site. Thank you for listening to this podcast.